quick technical note on this episode. I switched to a new mixer and an unshielded cable caused a buzz. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's there, and I don't want you to think that it's there in all my shows. It's there in the next two episodes. So I hope you'll bear with me uh, in these next two episodes. There'll be a little buzz. Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. Jamie Beckland, Emerging Media Manager at Whitehorse, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Tell us, if you would, in non-technical terms, what is a social media management platform, and why should a public relations, public affairs, or corporate communications professional care about it? Sure. Well, social media management platforms are um, a new uh, tool set. Typically, they're software-as-a-service tools that you run within a web browser. And what they're designed to do is sit on top of all of your social media presences. So one thing that we're finding uh, with large organizations, with distributed marketing teams, and with organizations that work with other um, agencies and other external vendors, is that having a consolidated view into all of your social media activity is really challenging. So there's an emerging set of tools. It's uh, quite new, and it's a very dynamic space. And they're really designed to do three uh, or four things uh, effectively. First, they're designed to give one person access to many different accounts. So have not only a Facebook page, but also a Twitter page. Maybe you're engaging in some forums, managing your LinkedIn presence. You can do all of those uh, social media or social networks from one platform. It also um, is designed to give many different team members access to one account. So if you're the, the main brand Twitter account, you're not going to be tweeting from that account all by yourself. You're going to have a whole team of people that's all accessing the same account. Um, they're also great at setting up workflow, um, especially in terms of editorial calendars. And as we're seeing organizations start to plan out their social media activity in a more integrated way, you know, having the ability to calendar and schedule out tweets, status updates, and, and so forth in advance is becoming more important. And it's also adding a level of analysis to be able to track and analyze social media activity. Can you use a social media management platform for monitoring as well? You, th that's, the question of monitoring is um, actually one that all of the competitors in this space are trying to answer. Um, and really, that's to varying degrees of success. Uh, what we found at Whitehorse works best is to keep those functions separate for right now um, because uh, of the ability to index um, the, the breadth of social media conversations that are happening. Um, really, the, the monitoring solutions that are out there are much more sophisticated, and they've, they have had a longer runway to ramp up that activity. Now, if you talk to the vendors, all of the, the management platforms will say that they do offer monitoring but it's not going to be quite as comprehensive across all of social media. The good thing is that for the channels and for the keywords that you're 
accessing within the platform, it will do a pretty good job of telling you, you know, what's going on in those specific channels, so within Facebook, within Twitter. But you're not going to be able to get things like forums. You're not going to be able to get a really comprehensive scrape of the blogosphere uh, from within one of these platforms. You know, I've um, uh, often thought when I looked at a tool like, uh, like TweetDeck that, you know, in many ways the tool is great for talking, but you don't always hear back. Uh, like, I think when you post to Facebook, not all the activity that would transpire uh, on the news feed is visible in TweetDeck, right? Right, that's exactly right. Um, that's a space that's changing really quickly, and, and it's a combination of um, how fast the dev teams for, for these platforms like TweetDeck can work, and also um, what the social network itself, so what Facebook allows to be exported. Um, so, you know, between those two technical challenges, um, these platforms are interested and are trying to, to pull all of that detailed conversation, feedback responses, um, back into their systems to give you a unified place. But you're right. I mean, this is a, a dynamic space, and so that functionality isn't really well baked out at this point. So seeing as how, you know, social media communications is supposed to be about engagement, you know, engaging and having two-way conversations... You know, I've often thought that there's a real danger associated with relying too heavily on a social media management platform because you could be doing all your talking there and conversations could be transpiring as a result of what you're saying. But if you were just monitoring the conversation there, you wouldn't be able to engage and participate. Right. I think that's, I think that's true. And I think this is um, a growing pain for, for social media, for corporate marketers in general. I mean, the reality is that, you know, there's uh, 10 startups every month that are entering the social media space, um, whether it's from a management platform, a monitoring, a new social network, um, or something else that's trying to add value into, the, into that space. Um, and what this has done is it has created um, this Cambrian period, uh, this explosion of, of tools, of analysis, of possibilities, of potential um, and, and, and corporate marketers are, are really feeling pulled in a lot of different directions because the metrics or the engagement or the um, monetization, uh, all of those pieces are important, and we can't get a, a single unified view into that space right now. Um, so, you know, wh what I always advise is, you know, you're going to still have to use the, the native platform. I mean, first of all, you want to be able to have an authentic conversation. So if that's happening on Facebook, you need to understand what the rules of engagement are on Facebook. And a lot of the time, it's a different audience, you know, from Facebook to Twitter to another social platform. And so having that first-person experience in the space is going to be critical. But what uh, a management platform can do is sort of help you unify uh, some of the larger initiatives and more of the strategic initiatives for communication points that you have going forward. Now, I know in your uh, presentation um, that you did online, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes, uh, you talked about different presentation styles with the social media management platforms. Walk us through uh, that, that part of the discussion, if you would. Sure. Well, one of the challenges uh, for any, uh, any web-based tool like this is how... Uh, is the user going to be consuming the information? And by the user, we mean the client, which is really the marketer. Um, so there's a couple of different uh, styles of, of how they aggregate and present this in information. Um, some of the tools use a sort of an inbox style aggregation, 
Um, and what that means is that from all of the social networks that you're participating, all of the streams are funneled into one uh, solitary view. So you can go and look and see what all of the engagement has been across all of the social networks on, on one screen. Um, contrasting that um, is a sort of a channelization model, which uh, accepts the fact that different networks are going to be used and engaged in, in different ways. And so it sort of channelizes or tabs, you know, they, they do different ways of doing it, but basically different views into each of those um, networks um, individually. Um, and, the, and the difference in, in work style is quite significant, actually. So it really is something that you have to think about what, what your personal work style is and, and what your team's work style is going to be. Because um, if, if you're like me and you get you know, several hundred emails a day already, you know, adding another... A tool that sort of replicates um, the email functionality is kind of a scary prospect, right? Because you're putting all of this information into one place, and then you as an individual have to decide, you know, what's going, uh, how to prioritize, you know, what's going into what, what follow-up bucket. When you look at it from a channelization standpoint, that's the, personally, that's the, that's the style that I like better, because uh, you can sort of switch mindsets, basically, and say, look, you know, when I'm looking at uh, the Twitter account, I know how the engagement on Twitter ha happens historically. And so from that, I can um, understand how I want to respond, how important those conversations are, you know, versus uh, Facebook versus LinkedIn or versus another channel. We're talking to Jamie Beckland. He's the emerging media manager at Whitehorse. And when we come back, he's going to tell us which social media management platforms ranked highest. Stay with us. This January 2011, Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business -business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step -step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers and ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders. Or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Also available for iPad and Kindle. Now, you guys ranked 10 social media management platforms on a scale from 1 to 5 in three different areas, and they were social site integration, team management, and analytics. I want to talk about that, but let's take them one by one. Um, when you say social site integration, what were you looking for uh, to figure out whether somebody's going to get a 5 or a 1? Sure. Basically, we looked at... Um of course, all of these platforms are supporting Facebook and Twitter. Those represent sort of three-quarters of all the social media activity. Um, but then we were really looking down into the long tail to uh, see which platforms were supported that are sort of emerging, um, like uh, Foursquare, like Gowalla, um, and some of the, the bigger sort of more open platforms like blogging platforms like, like uh, TypePad or WordPress. Um, and and looking at the, the full range of social networks that they were supporting. 
not only uh, what they're supporting today, but, and this is, I think, a really important point, uh, what they're planning to support in the future. So what's the future vision and the roadmap of this product? Um, because they're changing so fast, um, if uh, the platforms were able to share with us, um, you know, that within, you know, by end of the year or by mid-next year, they were going to be supporting some additional platforms. And we did use that um, to, to help us understand how dynamic the product is and how likely it would be for them to support new and emerging platforms as they came forward. So now in that category, nobody got a perfect five, but the uh, platforms that scored highest were Hootsuite, Objective Marketer, Spreadfast, and Sprinkler. Um, what was it that they were lacking that you know limited them from getting a perfect score? Sure. The biggest hole we see amongst all of these platforms, and even among the ones that scored the best, still didn't really hit the mark, is um, in non-text-based information, so podcasts and especially in video. Um, we're seeing a lot of conversation right now, and it's a pretty big theme within the industry, about the growth of video content in general. Um, and, and that poses some real challenges to uh, social media engagement. So all of these platforms can index um, sort of the video title, any tags, metadata that's associated with the video. And if it's on a platform like YouTube or Vimeo, um, the comments that are itself, so any engagement that's happening from the community. But where they all fall down is in really being able to get into the content of the video itself. Um, and, you know, there's a number of different... Um, pieces to that puzzle, one of which is, is having the ability to add closed caption text files to those videos in the first place. Um, that poses some challenges for the video creators themselves. Um, and then, you know, for these tools to be able to actually um, hook into that data and pull it into their system or create their own solution, which is actually looking at the audio of the file and transcribing that in some way that it could be indexed. That's a huge hole that nobody has filled. Now, on the team management side, obviously, um, you know, user permissions, workflow management, degrees of control, all uh, very worthwhile features to have if you've got a team managing a social media presence for an organization. Um, I notice here some of them, you know, some of the platforms you looked at don't support team management at all, but Spreadfast and Sprinkler, perfect fives. What did they have that the others didn't? Well, both of these platforms have a really sophisticated understanding of um, how marketing organizations are structured now. Um, and I think uh, the, the real differences that we saw um, are in starting to mine not only uh, keyword-based conversations, but also um, uh, doing some analysis um, of the social space as a whole and helping um, the team understand, you know, within the tool, um, which conversations should be focused on right now. So we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, especially with Spreadfest and Sprinkler, a lot of movement in um, automated sentiment analysis, in um, bringing in um, ways to rank social media influencers. Um, and so what that does is we can say, look, if there's a negative comment from somebody who has a high degree of influence, um, then, you know, we want to bubble that up to the top and you know, give the team the ability to respond to that quickly. They also have a lot of ability to um, set up um, workflows, so certain accounts are going uh, to have to be approved by certain users, you know, before uh, they can actually go live. So the ability to set up rules um, 
is pretty robust uh, from almost from a CMS perspective for, on both Spreadfast and Sprinkler. So these tools um, are doing a really good job of creating a one-stop shop for all of your social media needs um, versus some of these other tools, which you know can do most of it, but you're still on a granular level having to control account access or something like that. Now, finally, on the analytics side, uh, the highest scoring platforms were Argyle Social, Hootsuite, Objective Marketer, Spreadfast, and Sprinkler. Um, of those top scoring platforms, uh, which ones integrate with Google Analytics? Which ones integrate with Omniture? And was that one of the reasons that they scored high? Yeah, absolutely. So the ability to integrate with external analytics packages is one of the most important benefits that we can see for these platforms because the reality is, um, you know, the social media conversation and activity is is great on its own and we can see a lot of value in it, but from a justification standpoint and especially when you're talking about incremental marketing dollars and being able to make a case to the C-suite, you need to be able to track it back to activities that are happening on the site. So um, Argyle... Um, has done a really great job of uh, going live with Google Anal- Analytics support uh, right at the outset. Um, but in addition to that, they've gone the extra step of um, already integrating with uh, Omniture and having on their roadmap the ability to integrate with CoreMetrics um, and uh, the other analytics products too. So uh, right there, we saw a lot of benefit for for people that need an ROI justification to work with Argyle. They've also done a really good job at um, tracking, convert, pulling conversion tracking data back into their own platform. So they can track on a per tweet level or per status update level, you know, what was the actual dollar value of this particular tweet. Now, you know, that's a double-edged sword because we don't want to get too far into um, the standpoint of, you know, needing to track uh, ROI for every tweet and we need to understand that, that there's an ecosystem that needs to be supported. But having that option, you know, just gives the marketer one more tool. Um, Hootsuite and Objective Marketer both integrate with Google Analytics and Hootsuite has done a good job of building their own analytics capabilities. Um, so looking at the social space more broadly, looking at the ability to track retweets, um, they do a great job of blowing out short URLs and they do that all automatically. So if you know ten different people create their own short URL using different services that all point to the same destination URL, then you know Hootsuite reaggregates those as one URL and can show that aggregated impact. Spreadfast does something similar, and um, the the reason that we ranked Sprinkler very highly is because they do custom integration between their own system and whatever analytics package um, the the corporate marketer is using. And so that, um, you know, that's a little bit uh, more serious of an engagement in terms of um, getting those um, analytics hooked in. But Sprinkler has has done this a number of times, and they've shown, shown great results from it. So um, according to the research, you know, you're most bullish on Hootsuite, Spreadfast, and Sprinkler. Uh, how does somebody decide which one is right for them? Well, part of it comes down to personal preferences in terms of how the platform works. I think that is important. Um, and I think it's also important to, to make some distinction about who within the organization is going to be using one of these tools. Um, oftentimes, um, what we're seeing is that different business units are seeing this need for their own purposes. And so they'll go out and do their own research or just go ahead and adopt one of these tools. 
without talking to the rest of the organization to understand how um, other departments and other business units are going to be using one of these tools. Now, the great challenge is that for marketers, this is an internal um, issue because you know we need those tools for our purposes, but there are serious you know customer support and engagement um, implications, especially for Twitter. Um, there's uh, product development needs, and so you know the marketer sort of internally becomes um, somebody that's that's corralling the larger organization towards picking one of these platforms. And so, you know, I think depending on, you know, that structure within your own, your own organization, um, you can uh, evaluate these tools based on those other external needs. So, for example, if you have a really strong need for, for ROI justification and the ability to track conversion and analytics, I mean, that's going to point you in one of these, to one of these platforms that supports that natively or out of the box. Um, but if you have a, a huge customer support component, somebody like CoTweet, um, you know, might end up being much more attractive, even though they don't have as robust of an integration um, with ROI. Jamie Beckland, Emerging Media Manager at Whitehorse, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks again. It's my pleasure. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.